You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Sean Eubanks. Thanks for joining us and welcome to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Business Development for Strainwise Consulting. So today, we have John Anderley, who is the founder and co-owner of Legal Services. Legal is the first and only adult-use indoor grow in the state of Colorado to achieve clean, green certification. Consumers are becoming more, more aware about what's in their weed and the methods used to cultivate it. But lack of federal oversight has left many health-conscious shoppers puzzled by the options. Legal Services, an all-natural and sustainable cannabis cultivation and dispensary, is now offering its clients clean, green certified products. A legitimate industry alternative to the organic seal, Clean Green offers consumers confidence in selecting healthy cannabis free of synthetic pesticides, which they can feel good about consuming. This certification further demonstrates Legal's commitment to providing customers with the cleanest healthiest, and most responsibly cultivated marijuana products on the market. John himself has owned legal services with his wife, Amy, since 2010, beginning his career in fine dining and the food service industry in Vail and Denver in 1992. John's professional background and experience as a restaurant owner laid the foundation for his later career in the cannabis industry. An aficionado of premier marijuana for nearly three decades, John was inspired to offer high-quality cannabis that would boast the same attributes as fine wine and healthy farm-to-table dining. With this in mind, John set to work developing Legal's mission of providing clean, natural pesticide and long-cured marijuana to consumers. In addition to his extensive food and beverage and cannabis experience, John earned his bachelor's degree in political science from Metropolitan State University of Denver. John, welcome to the show. Go Roadrunners. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so listen, it's 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 incredible. You are the very first uh, and only adult use indoor grow in the state of Colorado to achieve clean green certification. Can you talk to us about that? I can't believe there's not more interest from from other peers. Uh, we can. We can. Uh, it's always been the mission. 
since day yeah. one, back in 2009 when the idea was starting. And it, it took somebody like Amy, my wife, uh, to go through the channels and deal with the, the paperwork and the regulatory compliance that's associated with, with obtaining uh, third-party certification. So the, the, the goal and the, from, the, from the people that we hire, all, from the top, the director of cultivation, all the way down to the, to the people watering, the people that work in the facility, the goal has always been to, to be running a, a clean operation, if you will. I'd, I'd, I'd like to use the word organic, but it's, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't fit in the circumstance. Uh, so the, the, the goal has always been the same. Uh, the achievements and the certificates, and the recognition that comes along with it uh, is just sort of a byproduct. And it took somebody like uh, my wife and her background to obtain the documentation uh, and the and the credit for it. So it's it's always been on the agenda. And I'm glad that that eight years after doing pretty much the same thing, uh, we can finally now uh, prove it uh, with a with a third party certification and not just believing what we say, but having a, an authority figure. Uh, like Clean Green and, and the guy that runs it, Chris Van Hook, who's a former USDA and uh, organic inspector, to back us up. Well, and you guys are actually clean cannabis surpassing the USDA organic standards. That should be noted. It should be noted. It should also be understood that that the organic paradigm of, of OMRI, which is the Organic Materials Review Institute, uh, the modern day organic farming is real different than what was going on in the fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. Uh, and things that, that Omri certifies, if they're sprayed on food, it's one thing to go into your digestive system. It's another thing to spray a uh, neem oil as a, as an example, there's, there's organic versions of neem oil. And if you spray that on a, on a cannabis plant, it stays on the plant for a long, long time. And setting that on fire and combusting it, or even in a vaporizer, heating it up to 400 degrees and inhaling the fumes of, of OMRI-rated products is not anywhere near anything organic. So even we're we definitely surpassing organic standards, uh, but places that grow organically, quote-unquote, um, under, the, under the food, under the USDA's food version of organic, um, could actually be really harmful to your health. So I don't want to just say, oh, we grow... It's even it's beyond organic. It actually is is quite different, and if and the two are not interchangeable. If you grew, uh, if you grew cannabis the same exact way you grow organic tomatoes, uh, that is not a safe product to 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 inhale the fumes of. So I just want to note that. Yeah, absolutely noted for sure, and I think people are starting to realize that when you know co- combustible cannabis versus what you're eating. Um, Eagle Twenty is a great example used on a lot of. Uh, products that we actually eat, but obviously not appropriate for cannabis. So with you guys, you're not spraying anything on the plants after the onset of buds. How are you getting away with that, um, preventing uh, any of the typical challenges that you'll have in any cultivation center? Well, thankfully, uh, some uh, as, as good as our team and our, our director of cultivation, uh, Philip Gottschalk, uh, knows his stuff, but we actually contract out with uh, – with a high-level former university uh, agriculture professor who wishes to remain nameless, but uh, the, <laughs> he has brought a, a level. He's brought our, our pest and disease control to a level uh, where we're using almost exclusively beneficials. Everyone likes to think ladybugs. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit more intense than that. 
Um, and there are uh, aphidiolites, which are which are aphids that eat other aphids and 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 bugs that eat other spider mites and stuff. But we uh, we have a regular we have a regular a regular uh, uh, intervals of using pests to combat other pests. And and it, while we certainly don't ever spray anything while the plants are in their flowering stage, we're to the point now where we're spraying very little of anything. Um, and trying to to let uh, nature do as much as we can. It's you know the old adage is you know healthy plant is the is the best defense. It goes deeper than that. But but the long and the short of it is is we we contract out people that are even smarter than us to mm-hmm. to bring high level agriculture knowledge to our to our operation uh, that allows us to to do what we do. And John, when you when you said earlier that you know you're not you're surprised more cultivators aren't doing it. What I mean, you don't have to give us any secret sauce, but what do you think it would take on the IPM side of things to have them be clean green? Yeah, it's a. I mean, that's a a, a great question and one that I don't have the answer to. This the the industry in Colorado uh, for about the last ever. I don't know, maybe the last three years uh, is, is driven by prices. It's driven by consumers that want, that want inexpensive products. And they're, and, and it's, it's tough to get people to, to pay much more for it. So it's a, it's certainly a financial thing. It's a, it's a, it's an effort thing. So, you know, finances, labor, I mean, it all leads back to money. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, if it, what it would take would be for there to be a, a, a firm delineation between between a certified clean product and one that may not be that safe for you. Unfortunately, the American consumer, you know, whether it's McDonald's and Burger King and the and the pink slime that that went around for years that was illegal in Mexico, illegal in England, illegal in Spain, but it was legal in America because it, it led to big corporate profits. So. It's uh, it, it is it's a money thing, and if people could make money uh, doing it and 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 complying in the same manner that we've chosen to do, I think you'd see a lot of places do it. Uh, it's 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 not it's not on anybody's radar, unfortunately, right now. And even with the even with the the consumers being the the, the American consumer, typically is is price conscious and price driven. But but the food industry is still there's I mean McDonald's and there's still a line out of the the, the drive through at every single McDonald's I drive past. Um, sorry to interrupt you, John. Uh, do you, I'm sorry. Do you think that scalability is a challenge? As far I mean, you have the one dispensary which is beautiful. It's got a nice finish out. You can see that on the website. You you sell only what you grow. Do you think the bigger challenge is scalability? I'm not sure how large your facility is. Um, but you think it's easier to control all of that with one dispensary versus ten, or, or you know, is there a is there a threshold there where you think that clean green's not possible on a massive scale? Clean green is expensive. Uh, the bugs that we use are expensive, and if we were, if we we did, we used to do a lot of wholesale. The wholesale price that currently fetch that 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 good awesome marijuana fetches per pound is less than 50% of what it was for the three or four years that we were, that we were involved in wholesale. Um, the, that being said, 
if you have a if 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 the grower has an outlet in which to sell their product um, at a retail price and not at a wholesale price, it, it can be done. Uh, you will not see any any large producers who rely on wholesale as being 10, 20, 30 percent of their of their revenue getting involved in this because the the industry flat out in Colorado anyway will not support it. Um, so absolutely. I, if if we increase, I mean, our grow is not small by any means, but it's also not, you know, we're not one of the, you know, we, we still measure in square feet. It's totally indoor. We're not measuring in acres like so many other places are. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if we were going to scale to 10 times the size, we would just need nine more stores so that we could facilitate uh, retail transactions versus wholesale transactions. So while scalability is not a problem per se, it is certainly a problem uh, if you can't sell everything that you're, I mean, it costs us, I don't, you know, it's certainly significantly more. I don't know if double is, a, is, is accurate, but it's significantly more. And we would save a lot of money if we just used cheap sprays less often than, than the things that we do, than the things that we do incorporate. Um, and, but we could scale uh, easily as long as we had the retail demand to go along with it and we weren't we weren't stuck in a, in a we, we we didn't have to compromise by competing in the wholesale market so we could scale we could we could succeed but we would have to retail it we could we there's just no way that we could compete in a wholesale market doing what we do Gotcha. We do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be rejoined by John Andrele, who is the founder and co-owner of Legal Services. During the break, check out their website, www.leagledenver.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. 
the Boober way. The Stoner Jesus Show. Look for his live video show on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash stonerjesus420 or catch the show on demand only on cannabisradio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks of Streamwise Consulting. And on our show today, we've been talking to John Andrelay, who is the founder and co-owner of Legal Services. John, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sean. So we ended that last segment talking about the challenges for you and scalability and understanding that, look, the way you cultivate and the way the things you're doing for this industry and you're, you're, you're simply a pioneer, you and your wife are, what you're doing is very expensive. So you're taking risks out there and you cannot participate in the wholesale market because of that. And people uh, that don't understand the market here in Colorado, that is a challenge and it's, it's, a, it's a limitation. But you persist, you keep, you keep moving on. So do you think, John, my question is, what's the tipping point here? Do people have to taste your marijuana? Because people have to experience, you and I both know, you have to experience clean cannabis in your body to understand, okay, this is different. How do you meet that challenge? Uh, you're, you're definitely right. Uh, we don't lose too many clients. People that come into our shop once typically come back. Uh, if you've never smoked marijuana before, you might not know the difference. If you have smoked marijuana from, I mean, we're just trying to compete in a, in a city with 150 stores. Right. So uh, there's a lot of tricks to to making money in this industry and cutting corners, uh, there's a lot of ways to cut corners. So the, the, if, if you have experienced a lot of different products in Denver and come to our store, you'll appreciate it. And uh, if you have been a, a connoisseur for a long time, you'll appreciate it. Uh, but there's a, there's a definite difference, and, and we don't do it. Uh, we, the reason we do it is to, is to compete in a, in a city with you know, over 100 other stores that do with the same thing we do. So how much, I mean, you hit the nail on the head in the last segment. Colorado, for those that don't know, is absolutely price-driven. I don't care what anybody says. They'll, they'll yep. claim to their friends, hey, look, I only, uh, you know, I only smoke the best stuff, and I only put this in my body. And then when there's a $79 ounce, it doesn't matter what it is, stems and all, they're going to go buy it. So yep. how much cheaper are you? I mean, are you able to compete at all, or does the customer need to pay 15 20% more? Where are you at as far as a price point? Our price point is, is not that different from most big stores that we go comparison shopping at. Uh, and then we do compete uh, with early bird and night owl specials. I mean, we, we have 99 on $115 ounces all the time, and we just try to find other ways to make money. But there's, it's, it's really hard to, to, to compete and think that we're going to get 15 to 20% more money for our products. So we, just, we find other avenues to make money. And, you know, we, we make our own rosin in-house. We make our own essential oils uh, for topicals uh, that are 25 times stronger per use than the leading brand uh, in the state. So we, we, for, as far as our flour goes, we have to remain competitive and, and very similarly priced. And even with the cheapest places in Denver, we, we, we have to compete on price or we're not going to have traffic through the door. Well, and something else, John, that you're doing that is 
unbelievable. When I saw this and we were preparing for this show, it jumped off the, the page of me. I was like, Are you, you got to be kidding me. You actually, the majority of your marijuana-infused products on your shelves are also with your own flower. Um, the ones that are not with your flower, how do you vet them? Do you make them cultivate the same way? I mean, how do you keep that standard? And then how do you, the second part of that is how do you keep the consumer informed that, hey, this particular infused product isn't our homegrown stuff, but it's someone that we trust and know really well. Well, we, you know, I'd like to say we use the most reputable brands. Everyone has their argument on who's the most reputable brand. We have, uh, you can tell a lot about our store by what we don't carry. So if you've been into a lot of stores in Denver and then pop into our store, it'll, it'll scream, it'll jump, just like you said, jump right off the page that you have the products we don't carry. Um, every single thing that gets put into a device, whether it's a, a butter, wax, shatter, uh, concentrates, flour, every single thing that goes into a device with your hands, it comes from our grow. So the only things that we, that we carry uh, that with other people's products in it are a couple of edibles and a couple of vape pens. As far as the vape pens go, we make sure that they're distillates so that even if, uh, you know, the, the, the two companies that we use that we, whose product that, that does, they use that does not come from our grow, we just make sure that the process itself removes everything. So those are, we just use a straight distillate from flower model. And then for our, uh, for our edibles vendors, we use, in my opinion, I mean, Love's Oven and Sweetgrass Kitchen, uh, those are, I'm not here to plug anybody, but I'll plug them because we've been partners with them for so long. Those are butter extracted. Uh, Sweetgrass has their own grow and Love's Oven uses ours most of the time. And they're right around the corner from us. And I can easily vet the stuff coming in and out from them. So, and luckily with the seed to sale tracking system, I, I, if, I know if they're being honest with me, cause I can just look up the, 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 the 404 number or 403 number on the back to see where that would grow. It came from. And I've, and, and I'm comfortable. If I'm not comfortable, we'll quit using them. But uh, you know, we don't. We don't use. We don't use. I've been in this business eight years, and we don't mm-hmm. use uh, long-established companies uh, for better or for worse that, that don't meet our that don't meet our standards. We our standards are high, and and luckily there are vendors that meet those standards, and you can find mm-hmm. them in our store. Sorry to interrupt you, John. When someone approaches you, I mean, I know you get inundated with calls, people asking you to just try their product, keep it on your shelf. Obviously, that's the retail life of the industry. What Do you give them feedback or are you just kind of politely decline? Well, I've been trying. I, I get frustrated with how much time some of our managers spend vetting products. Uh, but the truth is, is that, is, that, is that quality companies have their good days and their bad. And sometimes we have to change companies. The two edibles companies I just mentioned to you have never, ever come off our shelves. Love's Oven's been on our shelves for eight years. Um, Canyon Cultivation's been on our shelves for eight years. Uh, those, are, those are two companies that are, that, 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 that are solid. Uh, the concentrate companies, funny enough, uh, they, they lose their extractors. Um, so we'll, we'll, be in, we'll be in a great situation with one concentrate company for a couple of years, and then we'll have to to go with somebody else until they get their act together. And, and then we'll, and sometimes we'll come back to them, but it's important to, to vet it. It's, it stinks. It's a waste of time. I sometimes, but you have to, we have to continually vet because people don't keep their a game up all the time. And it's important to me when you're, when you send your mom or your aunt into our store that we're on our a game with our products. 
Yeah, well said. And I, and I, and I, get, I get that feeling as well. Um, you know, kind of going back to cultivation, when I look at your operation, John, and all the incredible things you're doing, I love it. I'm proud. I'm rooting for you. I'm also concerned about scalability and how you're going to survive when when prices are getting tighter. But one of the other things uh, that you guys do, your zero waste cultivation, which also adds cost, um, you uh, compost your all your plant matter, stems, stalks, and leaves. And then your plant media, you're actually recycling that and sharing it with organic farms, which has logistical implications, tracking, all kinds of things that add cost to your to your business. Are you just doing that because you're, you want to be the best you can be? Or, or, or I mean, how, how are you going to be able to continue to do that as prices are dropping? Well, the, our, the, our benefit from that is at least twofold. Uh, and I can expand on, on two solid areas where that helps us. Uh, the, the two companies, there's one main company that takes away all of our root balls that gets uh, amended into some organic food farms that goes to the food goes to people on the sub, supplemental nutrition assistance program. And, uh, he gets the, 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 the guy that comes and takes it all away. He was bringing a pickup truck that wasn't big. So he would, and now he's bringing trucks. He's getting tax breaks from it. He's actually making money and he's taking it away for cheaper are relatively the same price as what Alpine waste or waste management would take it away. So it's not an extra cost to us. Um, uh, in addition, we get we get some exposure. Uh, my wife gets some seats on some boards in the city and county of Denver, which gives us uh, sort of a leg up on 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 trying to move this industry forward. And then, so that's all sort of one branch. The the second area where we can take advantage is, is we have for eight years we have had a lot of interest from uh, from outside banker type sources of private money that we continually turn down. But now we're in a situation where we've turned down so much of it uh, that, that when, they, when people come looking to invest in our company, uh, got a lot more going for us than just this solid brand. Uh, and if they're from, you know, think about uh, places that are a lot more progressive than us with respect to waste, California, Canada, Australia, uh, it, it really makes us look good. We're a really appealing company and we and it and it's and it differentiates us not just a little but drastically when they roll up to our facility we have a pretty big facility and we have a dumpster that's the size of i mean it's only a little bit bigger than the can that sits out in the back of my house so there's a there's a lot of image stuff that that we can build off this that that hopefully we can bring to a, a community or a part of the world that that really cares do you find, John, that your investors, when they're looking at your organization, they're saying this is phenomenal, but you're too soon. Consumers haven't caught up to you yet. Your competitors are, are able to cut corners. Do you ever get that sort of feedback from an investor? It's been that way for a long time, and then that's, and that's why we don't have any investors right now. There, there's just too much low-hanging fruit that are, that are garbage products that generates revenue in a store, and we don't want to sell it. And but I think I think now with with you know we're at whatever twenty nine thirty two however many states we're at, mm-hmm. um, and now the race is on with the with with Canada, Mexico, uh, Israel, Germany, South America. Uh, the race is on, and outside of some recent prevailing sentiments from Washington D.C. and our federal government, people care about recycling. People care about sustainability. And it's, I don't, for the first time ever, it might not be too soon, but my fingers are crossed with that. 
Well, another thing you guys do, John, is you actually cure for two months. And I could probably safely say nobody else can wait that long. I know challenges that we have is keeping product on the shelf. And uh, we have a quite a different business model for sure. It's a more of a manufacturing plant. We cut early and often and and, uh, you know, it's based on consumer demand. So, uh, but for you, how are you able to accomplish that and, and, and wait the full two months for it to cure? It's funny. We started it in 2010. And I, of course, went through doing with some, some people that were on my team. And I was like, man, if we do this one time, we will be this much ahead for the rest of our production lives. It's, it's only that two months loss one time. Um, you could, as, as a mid-level pot dealer in the, in the 90s, uh, I was able to connect really incredibly awesome growers, home growers, with people that would not normally be in their, in their personal circle, meaning like really rich uh, millionaire businessmen. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, the, the demand for kind bud, Colorado kind bud, if, if growers weren't, weren't curing their product, I, I couldn't get rid of it. So it was, uh, it's just, it's always been in my psyche. It's always been in my makeup that, and when you smoke cured pot, it's very different than fresh pot. Um, mm-hmm. it should grind and smell just like it's fresh. However, the smoke is better. The high is, is lasts longer. It comes on slower. It goes away. There's just so much more about it. Um, and really the, the big secret about curing that I hate divulging on a, on a podcast, but I might as well say it because it's the truth. It makes running a store a lot easier. Imagine if, if you've been around this industry long enough, the, yeah. the store sells with the grow hands them. How many stores, so it's just like walking into a wine cellar, you get to choose which grape, which years. It's the, and sorry that I turn everything into food and restaurant. It's the only other metaphors I know to the, to the marijuana industry. But, but curing is, is magical because it allows the store to, to actually have a selection and a really broad selection. I mean, if you walked into our store right now, we only grow at any one time seven to 10 strains. But if you walk into our store right now, we've got probably 25 strains from which to choose. And, when, and curing, as awesome as the final product is, the real, the real benefit to curing is, is storing pot in a place where you can eventually be able to select and choose and you can met things out. If I only have a pound of the best pot we have available, I can do an eighth limit for a month until I have more. Or I can do a, a, a quarter limit uh, and, or only bring it out on su- you know, once a week on Sundays. But really the, the magic of curing is, is being able to, to, to properly met out your inventory. Well said, and I think you, you address the disconnect that's really common in the industry between what's going on the cultivation side and what the bud tenders actually have to hear from the consumers. A lot of times you don't get that feedback, and just having well-cured bud, long-cured bud it makes it so much easier. Great points on that. We do need to take a quick break, guys. When we come back, we'll be joined uh, by John Andrele, who is the founder and co-owner of Legal Services. During the break, check out their website, LegalDenver.com. On the resources tab, they have incredible PDFs. They're incredibly uh, educational for you. Six stages of clean cannabis, the strain guide, and the store menu and all that good stuff. Don't go away, guys. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. 
Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on Demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks of Stringwise Consulting. We've been talking to John Andrele, who is the founder and co-owner of Legal Services. John, welcome back. Thank you, Sean. So great stuff so far. Um, I do want to point people to your website. You've got some incredibly educational PDFs, six stages of clean cannabis, a strain guide, cannabinoid info sheet, all those good things. But I do want to talk about your director of cultivation. He's one of the best in the industry. And uh, tell me tell me about him and, and how you keep him happy because there seems to be so much turnover in this industry. Uh, more staff, uh, more compliance staff, more trimmers. Uh, I try to – growers really like being able to be in their element. Um, and like I said, even though his pest and disease knowledge is, is awesome and up there, uh, we, even that is a, is a project that we outsource. So uh, Philip has a lot of, a lot of support. Um, Meredith uh, is, is his right-hand woman. She sits next to him at his desk. She deals with all of the compliance stuff, all of the metric stuff, all of the plant tagging, ordering all that stuff. Um, uh, our pest and disease expert helps out. We... Uh, Keeping him being able to walk around the facility and not tie him up in administrative uh, or legal complications keeps him happy. Uh, we, he has more support than any, any one of his predecessors, uh, and, I, I, and he is happy. I think we'll, we, should, we should be together for a long time, although I've been wrong before. But uh, we're, on a, we're on a really good path. Uh, he's, a, he's a degreed uh, plant scientist. 
with a with a master's degree in the in the discipline. He's been growing pot for twenty years, uh, and this is a and, and he left ownership to join us. So we've 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 got him in a pretty sweet spot that he enjoys his job. Wonderful. All right, let me shift gears for you real quick. There is a proposed bill, Senate Bill twenty nine, that will require all plants in the state to be marked with a chemical tracking agent in order to help local law enforcement keep tags on all hemp and marijuana grown in the state. Have you heard of that, John? Yes, sir, I have. Okay, this is a huge problem for you, correct? Um, my biggest problem, and the, 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 the single biggest problem I have in the, with the business I run are the unlicensed crows that do not pay taxes. Okay. So while I'm skeptical of a chemical being sprayed on the plant, that problem is addressing my number one problem, which is, I mean, they don't even arrest the onion truck driver as he's bolting out of, out of Colorado on I-25 in his 18-wheeler, in his and they pull him over, and he's got 460 pounds of, of, of hand-trimmed, uh, perfectly packaged marijuana, they're so used to seeing it. I've got friends that work for UPS that, that they'll open up a box, and there's 50, 80 pounds in there. Um, so it's not, I don't have as big of a problem with it as, as other people might. Um, obviously that will all change when somebody walks in and says, we got to spray your plants. Hold on. Um, right. but they are, they are looking to address the single biggest problem that I have. And it's also the single, single, single biggest problem that Cynthia Kaufman as the state's attorney general has of, of answering to Jeff Sessions and other people that are like, look at the amount of pot that's leaving your state. So while it, it is a it is a concern, my, a, a bigger problem for me is the amount of, of amount of caregiver grow pot, and and I don't know if it's licensed pot. I just can't imagine that somebody would ever do something. I got a license to grow and sell marijuana. I would never do anything to ruin that. But mm-hmm. uh, the they are looking to address the single biggest problem in the state, which is pot ending up in in, in forty nine other states uh, that comes out of Colorado. Okay, I hope that what you're saying is true. I have heard a, a different story of this that it originated from a, a group out of Texas who is angling for utility patents. And how it works is uh, the spray gets approved. However it is, it's a biomarker. That's fine. It gets sprayed on the plants and starts affecting the plants, a la Monsanto when they, you know, sure. they, they need, things need to be Roundup ready. And you can see where that leads, where right now – uh, so what happens, you spray it on your plants and then you've got an issue and then somebody steps in a DuPont or whoever and says, oh, I've got a, you know, I've got some seeds for you here that that will resist that uh, with this for the, just a, just a small licensing fee. Right. Which, as you know, can go up over time. Yep. Well, I, I, I don't I'm not really familiar with with that exact scenario. Obviously, it happens in every other sector of the American and global economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sadly enough, uh, those people were presenting at one of the most recent conferences, uh, that, that I attended and I was like, well, here it is. It, it, it came and yeah, I, um, my, my ears are pinned. I'm, I'm looking to, to, to stay up on it and I sure I'll, I'll keep doing my part to make sure that, that, that we can continue to, to do what we do without interference. But uh, sometimes the, the, the money is, is, is bigger than I can compete with. 
Yep. And I mean, it's still being debated, of course, as numerous amendments are likely. Uh, fortunately, our general counsel, Jay Kotzker, internal here at Strainwise Consulting, he's on top of this. And we do a um, we do a called the high five where we talk about the political and financial issues of the of the week in cannabis. And I'll, I'll put you on that email list. And and if there are any updates, I'll, I'll shoot those over to you. I know you're busy running a business, but we are absolutely following this. Well, I, you know, I'm busy running a business, but I, I never, I, I don't let stuff like that. I, I don't let my business get in the way of, of the overall business of the cannabis industry. Um, as we speak right now, uh, I'm heading over to the state capitol uh, to, to see what's going on with this delivery bill uh, and to see, you know, what, how that's being crafted. So if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, yeah. And if it's not uh, outside uh, forces from way outside the cannabis industry, then it's inside forces within the cannabis industry looking to insulate themselves from competition. So it, it comes from all angles um, and all forms and all shapes and sizes. And running a business is great, but uh, if, if, we, if I don't stay, pay attention and stay tuned with everything else that's going on, I'm not going to have a business to run. If you could craft that uh, delivery bill, what would you have it look like, John? Um, I just, I mean, I owned a pizza delivery restaurant, and I appreciate uh, Argonaut and Bonnie Bray Wine and Spirits here in Denver, uh, two liquor stores that, that have decided that delivery is, 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 should be part of their revenue model. Um, if I could draft, if I could draft a delivery bill, I would allow every single brick and mortar store that wants to deliver. Um, I would allow them to deliver, and maybe it would be a three-month pilot program to see how that goes. Uh, but I think it's preposterous to think that an industry that did 1.5 billion dollars uh, would be best served uh, for 15 of those uh, stores out of those I don't know 600, 800 stores, however many there are in Denver, uh, to allow 15 of them a one-year head start on 700 stores delivering, you know, in, it just doesn't make much sense to me to run a pilot program with 15 store or with 15 licenses with 700 stores willing to do it. Okay. And we'll spend the next few minutes here kind of shifting into the retail side of things for those that are here local in Denver, they can visit your dispensary and they can, they can pick up uh, clean cannabis uh, products that way. But Educate us, John, on what to ask for. And I'll give a quick story. I, I picked up some edibles, and I won't name the brand, but um, there it's a CBD. It's a 10 to 1, and that's kind of the low THC dosage or what, what I navigate towards. And one of the things I noticed, it had a partnership with um, with a cancer organization and was donating. So it's kind of cool, good cause and all that. So specific packaging to it. Um, when I opened up the canister, it smelled like it was leaching plastic but it also had so many chemicals in it and it was just it was overwhelming in there and i didn't realize that until i got home and i was like man this is the first time i'd ever smelled something like that and realized this just smells like a lab it really was uh you know not something i wanted to consume but when i go into different dispensaries and it's part of my job to shop around and look at look at these uh places and and actually it's not a bad job <laughs> but uh but one of the things is is when i ask bud tenders i'm surprised that they don't know extraction methods and they really don't have the in-depth knowledge they're wonderful with symptoms and 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 definitely all different dispensaries have um, different business models and they all absolutely provide some type of service but very few of them 
know what where the product came from and all that. And, and I wonder if that's just because the consumer's not asking. Uh, but let me ask you this, John. What does the consumer need to ask and what should they demand of each bud tender if they're not shopping at your dispensary? I, you know, I would be really careful with it because if you're going to go in with stipulations that uh, asking questions that can't be answered, are you comfortable walking out without any product? Um, you know, it's education is, 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 is where we, is where we thrive. Uh, and it's one of the, the industry changes so much. I think about when, when vape pens first came out every single time somebody would say, Oh, this is propylene glycol. And I'd go do some research and come back and say, man, that's Prestone antifreeze. I, I can't carry that product. And then they would call back a week later and say, Oh, well, we're using Serline now. You should buy our product. And then I'd go do some research and be like, that's just a name brand for propylene glycol. Well, actually, we're using propylene glycol now. So then I'd go back and I was like, that's the same. So the, the, the constant changing of things, even if, you, even if you're somewhat read up, you're going to get some answers that might appease you. Um, you know, the, let, let's talk specifically the, the product that you went to purchase. Uh, you mm-hmm. went and bought uh, a, a high CBD, low THC edible. Well, uh, most CBD products say that they come from Colorado. I know for a fact that most of the hemp that is where that CBD is sourced, or a lot of it comes from China. It's synthesized in Eastern Europe. It comes to the United States as an isolate. And there's not many, there's not hardly any benefits, medical benefits from isolate. Just think the word itself is an isolate. If you're looking for a CBD, I would ask for, do you have any whole plant extract CBD? That's really hard to find. We may be the only store in the state that even has a whole plant extract CBD. We sell it in a caramel form, and it's a one-to-one ratio. So I don't even have in my store a 10-to-1 CBD whole plant extract for you. Um, you should try the one-to-one and try a whole plant extract to see if it's, if it's any different. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of CBD products are, are really sketchy. They come from hemp. They're not regulated by the MED. They're not in metric. Uh, and they can be sourced from all over the world. And even though the Department of Den- Denver's Department of Public Health and Environment is trying to put their thumb on it, they allow all of the Chinese-grown hemp that gets, that gets synthesized in Eastern Europe to come, to come and be in products in our stores. Uh, as far as the packaging goes, uh, that's yet another reason that, thank God, we don't have a business partner. We spend more on our plastic containers than we need to because – Cheap Chinese plastic will suck out the smell and leave that chemical smell in that you found. We've never yeah. sold those. And here's an easy way to find it. Either the, the, the product needs to be recyclable with a number three, four, five, you know, six maybe. Um, but you really want to be looking for a five or lower on the recyclability product. And if it's not recyclable, was it made from recycled plastic? Um, so there, there is really cheap plastic out there. If you're an aficionado about your cannabis, uh, you're and you buy it from a store that uses cheap plastic, it's going to. You, you, they're better served selling them in Ziploc bags and putting putting it in an exit bag than they are some of the cheap childproof plastic containers that you can find. Um, but the, your question begs. Uh, I know that I'm supposed to keep my answer short here, but the, the question. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, right. I, I could do an hour and a half presentation on at the next NCIA conference. Uh, with respect to uh, what should you be asking uh, every single product, there's five questions that, that you should be asking. How is this 
product obtained. Um, but to be honest with you, there's a very few stores with people interested enough, let alone knowledgeable enough, that will provide you the answers that, that you want. And then the, other, the, the another problem inherent to that is they may give you the answer and it may not be accurate. Gotcha. Okay, we're almost out of time. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, John. Okay, we're almost out of time. Uh, give me, uh, if I walk in your store, and I'm a first-timer, give me a Sativa, an Indica, and a Hybrid that are your best-selling that I've got to try in, uh, as a, as a first-timer. Well, uh, we're like a lot of stores. Our Indica, our best Indica strain is Death Star. Um, that might be too generic of an answer. Uh, we do sell the forum cut of the, of the cookies, the world-famous Girl Scout cookies. We just call it the cookies because we don't mm-hmm. want... Uh, copyright infringement, and there's three different cuts. We have the the most. Uh, we, it's called the forum cut. It yields the least. It's the finest marijuana you've ever seen. Uh, the from uh, the sativa standpoint, the legal eagle, the house strain, uh, yeah. is a candy haze, uh, uh, island sweet skunk uh, sort of a mix uh, that doesn't have any raciness to it, and it's a super engaging. If you think you're going to sit down and watch a movie, you're going to end up painting your garage. Uh, <laughs> okay. And John, sorry to interrupt. Okay. What is the, uh, what's the best infused product that I, that I must pick up if I go by your dispensary? Uh, the, what I was just talking about, we have a, a whole plant extract of canatonic, which is a two to one CBD strain, 14% CBD, 7% THC. When it's extracted in butter, it's closer to one to one. Uh, and it's the only whole plant extract of CBD sourced from marijuana, not hemp. And their, uh, their loves oven makes them their caramels. Um, and it's, uh, it should be changing the world. It just isn't right now. It will eventually. Excellent, John. Well, listen, I want to congratulate you and your wife, Amy, on everything you're doing for the industry. I'm pulling for you. Um, I know it's tough out there. I know that you're in a tough state to be doing what you're doing, and you'd probably well-received uh, in others. But I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much for your commitment since 2000. Uh, and 10, you've got in here and you, um, I mean, you've been doing it. So thank you so much for everything you do. I, I hope people go by and support your dispensary. And it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you much, so much for hosting me. And thank you for vocalizing what everyone already knows and doesn't say, which is good luck, man. It's a, the competition is tight out there. Yep. And thank you all for joining us for this edition of Blunt Business. You can download episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com, BluntBusinessRadio.com, or subscribing to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on iHeartRadio. If you like what you've heard but you're unsure of how to get in this industry or if you need help with your existing cannabis business, please feel free to send me an email at subanks at strainwise.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.